Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job. My name is Noah and today I'm joined by nobody because I'm doing a solo. So today I want to talk about... Oh, wait, should I have a conversation with myself about how I've been doing? No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so today's episode might be a little shorter. Sorry, I know it's late already, but uh, hey, I'm here to keep providing you with hopefully valuable content, so you'll learn to deal with it. Um, so I want to talk today about... The thing that we've kind of been dancing around in our episodes, basically I want to give you kind of some updates on the land business and where we are with everything. And I've, I've kind of mentioned some, some big deals we're a part of. And so really those deals, they haven't gone through yet, but they've been going on for so long uh, that I'm just going to kind of tell you what's going on. And, uh, this, I don't know, it's, I think it can be very valuable for you as if you're new starting a business, that's anything kind of like our business. So I think, well, if, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that in November of last year, we partnered with a guy uh, as a financial partner and the way that works is we signed a joint venture agreement and since that point I think I think without exception every property we've bought has been funded by him and so the way that works is more or less so he he was a, a former land investor who got out of the business for a while he just kind of got wrapped up in his career and things like that and was looking to get back into it. And that happened to be right around the time when we had a lot of land, but not much money, but I still wanted to keep growing the business. And so just by divine providence or sheer luck or whatever you want to call it, he, he reached out to me on Facebook and, you know, gave me his background and said he's looking to become a financial partner with kind of someone who's in the land business, who has deal flow and that kind of thing. And I was interested in it, and I followed up with him, and we joined together on just kind of like a trial basis, did a couple deals together, and then it's kind of grown since then. And we've done, I don't know, a dozen-ish kind of deals, maybe more, maybe going on 20 or something like that. And um, so the way it will work is I will send the offers and do um you know handle the calls the intake the responses to those offers and if we find something that we can negotiate to a price we like he'll pay the upfront cost and then i do most of the advertising he also has his own site for doing advertising um, and driving traffic too it's called landcrossing.com i'll link to it that's his website and um so he will like pr promote our parcels and things like that on there and also drives a little bit of traffic to it 
Um, but then when I sell a property, if it's for cash, basically he gets paid out first. We split the profit 50-50 and the same thing on terms. So the monthly the down payment, the documentation fee, and the monthly fees all go straight back to him until he's made whole on his initial investment. And then once it hits that point, then we split the profit 50-50. So because of the way we structure our contracts, what that means is I kind of have like a lull from when we start when we started working together until I actually start to see some of that monthly income other than the ones we sell for cash, which is great because that's just immediate. Although we make less money on those uh, percentage wise, I'd still rather sell every single property for cash if I could. But um, so there's like, a, let's say, a, I don't know, six, seven month lull where basically all the contracts that I'm selling I'm not getting anything for because all that money is going back to him to to re recoup what he initially invested. Um, so I don't know if I've explained all that before on here or not, but that's the way it works. So then once, like I said, once he's recouped his initial investment, then it's 50-50 split after that. So I really, on all the contracts we've sold, we're just getting ready like here in the next month to start seeing some of the... Um, the cash flow from those properties. Um, so we have been doing that, like I said, since November, we've got, I don't know, we've sold maybe five or six properties for cash and we've got maybe around 10 contracts right now that are performing, bringing monthly income. But as I said, that goes to my partner and not me. And so we we ran into this uh, other land investor on Facebook, um, a, f a friend of mine. Well, Alan Jones, if, if you remember that episode when I had him on here, is another land investor. He showed me a screenshot of somebody who made an announcement on Facebook that they were wholesaling properties in one of the counties we work in. And we got a hold of the guy, and we eventually found out. So it said he was wholesaling 20 properties, but then we found out that he's actually got like 260 of them and so we wanted to we were skeptical because we'd never i'd never worked with the guy before and we wanted to take down a pretty decent sized deal we wanted to get seven properties just to start off with um and the guy was wholesaling for like uh, two thousand dollars a piece and you can pretty easily get mm, you know 3500 to 4000 for those properties and but we didn't know who the guy was, so we decided since we were going to do seven of them, which we got, we negotiated down to like just under $12,000 for seven of them. Um, we decided to close through a title company just to make sure everything was kosher, like all the deeds and everything like that was good. And that he legitimately owned the properties because at that point, um, it takes a while for those kinds of things to reflect online where I usually can check. But um, so we did that with the hopes of that the guy was legit, all the paperwork was good, and then, you know, hoping to flip those and then come back for more. But what we really wanted to do, since that's like, that's one of my two primary areas that I work, what we really wanted to do was come back and just take down as many of his properties as we could um, buy them from him wholesale and then flip them 
Um, but you know, to do that, I mean, we're talking about a quarter million dollar deal, um, over three hundred thousand dollars actually. And so, for us to <laughs> to take that down, we got to have a lot of upfront capital to do that. And up until that point, I wasn't. We had never discussed in clear terms what kind of um, what kind of capital we were working with, as far as my partner and what he is willing and able to put into the business and what he has available to him. Which um, he's in the finance industry, so I breached the subject of IBC with him before, and uh, I sent him some material to look at. I don't know if he has. I don't know if he's received it yet. And I don't know how open he'll be to it, but I can just imagine how much more capital he'd have access to if he did use IBC, but that's beside the point. But but the kind of capital that we are working with together, well, first off, my capital right now is kind of off the table. If, uh, if we have some windfalls or we make some big sales for cash and things like that, and I have some more, uh, you know, if my if I can pay off my IBC loans and have a little bit of, of a buffer, a little bit more of a buffer than what we have right now, uh, then I'm open to putting my money back into the game and um, branching out from there. But so we didn't, including his capital, have enough to take down the bulk of the properties that we wanted. So this this 200 plus property deal was one of the first things I was referring to when I said we're um, we've got some things in the works that could really scale our business quickly, can grow it really quickly. And so we're still in the process. Well, there's a third, there's a third, well, there's two other things that come into play here. Um, first off, I had a guy on another person just out of nowhere on Facebook say, Hey, um, I buy notes, performing notes, which is, you know, a land contract. Um, now, this person typically works in, like, uh, residential or commercial notes. Um, but he said he's open and willing to look into land notes and has done it before. It's not his, it's not very common, but uh, that he would be, he'd be open to it. And so... I, I I was interested because you know this we're at a point now where we've got I think we have like 22 or 23 performing notes right now 23 contracts that I mean they're worth I mean they might be worth like ninety thousand dollars or something total and so I talked to this guy for a while and I was really curious like okay let's go through the motions I am interested if the terms are right I would sell. And so I went into it thinking that, you know, heck, if we can get 85, 80% of what the contracts are worth, well, first off, that's more than if we'd sold them for cash to begin with, which is what I always try to do anyway. So that would be like double bonus right there. Um, and, you know, I was trying to run the numbers. And so I have no idea what the industry standard is for what is offered for these types of notes. And... So, you know, I, I bundled together Well, and so he works with other investors. He's not the investor himself. He has a company where he finds people who want to invest in buying performing notes. And then he provides them with either bundles of smaller deals like mine or like 
one large deal. And he said he typically doesn't work with anything less than $25,000. So if he wanted to, he could have made three packages, three bundles out of the notes that I gave him, more or less. So I didn't put all of them in there. I made a few exceptions. Like I have some people who are doing like a four-month contract or something like that, which it doesn't make any sense for me to, to sell that for... 80% or less, something like that. So I discluded some of those, but I gave him the bulk of our contracts. I think 16 or 17 total contracts. I, I gave him to look at, to, you know, mix and match however he wanted, high risk, low risk, that kind of thing, and see what kind of offers I would get. And um, he came back with two offers on the table, both right around 50%, which is way less than I had hoped, obviously. Um, and so I was like, well, it's just because your people don't understand the industry. Like, um, you know, if I, I offered to include a buyback clause where if, you know, if somebody defaulted on their property, I would just purchase back that contract and that piece of land. And then I can just keep it and sell it again, things like that. But he said, um, so our contracts are also structured at 0% interest, which is a big faux pas, I guess, in, in the note servicing <clears throat> industry for the people, the investors who will buy notes. Um, I have lower <clears throat> lower down payments than they prefer to see. They want to see, you know, like 20% kind of down payments, and I don't really structure mine that way because it's just not how you do it. Well, it's not how I do it anyway in the land business. And things like that. So the, the contracts weren't structured optimally for what that type of investor is looking for. And so I was kind of disappointed because that along with, so, okay, the, there's, there's three parts I want to discuss today that if they worked perfectly together could really just explode our business and in a good way. <laughs> yeah. So the first one is the guy with the 200 plus properties. The second one is the opportunity to sell notes. And the third one is we were looking at uh, joining together with yet another a third party investor who's got much deeper pockets. And um, so what we want to do with this guy now, we have actually signed an agreement with him. We're doing a really small deal. Well, it's a six property deal, so it's not super small. It's could be a... I don't know, uh, $30,000 deal or something like that when it's all said and done. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, he's, he's only, it's, we're buying it for like 6,000. So that's what I mean. It's not a real big deal, but so this is kind of laying the groundwork to work in the future with this guy, or we can also use this, um, use the results of this to show other investors in the future. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same investor, but to say, this is our performance. This is the last person we worked with. This is the interest he earned. This is the amount of time it took and that, those kinds of things. <clears throat> but so if, if, if everything works out perfectly and we sell everything really quickly, then we've got this relationship with this guy who's got deeper pockets than we do both combined. And so that's the third part of this strategy that I just, saw before my eyes and I still don't know the validity of it and if it could work the way I'm envisioning but so here's what I'm thinking so okay we 
we've got the guy with so we're working with the new guy okay and we we do this deal and he likes us and we like him and everybody wins and we made the money we wanted and he made the money he wanted and he's ready to invest more money with us so we with this guy the three of us take our money you know maybe it's mostly his money at this point but we go back to the guy who's got 200 properties we buy this time instead of seven we buy 20 or 30 um and then we take those properties sell them as quickly as we can and so my initial thinking before i realized that the way we con that structured our contracts is problematic for note buying uh investors was then we can you know we can we can create the contracts in such a way that they'll sell really easily because it doesn't matter how quickly we get our money out if we're going to sell it anyway. So so we can make the monthly payments very easy. So the easy way to sell land, which I don't really do, the, the lower the monthly payment, the easier it is to sell a piece of property. So if you make a property that's $50, you, you can sell it very easily the problem you're going to have is you're going to have the type of buyer who can only afford $50 a month and then they're going to default a lot you're going to be doing a lot of work with that piece of property just for that $50 a month so typically the higher monthly payment the better buyer you've got um, so you can take that same one piece of property and you can sell it on a 24 month contract at $300 a month. I'm just pulling these numbers out of the air, but just so you get the idea. Or you can sell it on a 72-month contract for like $60 a month or something like that, right? And the the 72-month contract is going to sell all day really easily because there's nobody who can't afford $60 a month. But the type of person you're getting is most likely not going to pay you for six years and if they do, it's probably not going to be on time. And so you're going to, it's going to be, but the point, the point I'm making there is that the lower the payments and the longer the term, the easier it is to sell. And we could totally structure all these properties that we're buying, these 20 or 30 properties we're buying from this person who's wholesaling them. We could structure them that way if we wanted, if the people who are buying them don't care, because then we can just sell these contracts until we've got enough. Like, like I said earlier, like that $25,000 threshold. Then when we've got enough to bundle, we take that bundle, we go back to the note buyer and we sell it and we get all of our money out and then we keep selling. And then, so not only are we going to keep selling all those properties we already purchased, but every time we get that, that bundle of 25,000 or more worth of, of contracts to sell, we bring it back to this guy, get our money out, and then we can keep purchasing more property that way. And if it works that way, this business would scale very quick. I mean, very quickly and possibly very bigly. <laughs> so um, that was my dream. So uh, now I'm, I'm actually getting ready to talk today about someone who works in the land business and buys notes. And I was filling out an application earlier and it said that the typical, um, a typical, piece of land sells uh, if you're selling a note if it's a performing note it typically goes between 40 and 60 percent of the remaining contract value which is right where the two 
offers I got from the investor I was working with were. So I haven't sat down, sat down and made a spreadsheet and run the numbers yet to see how much that slows things up or how, you know, if it's worth it. And I imagine it probably is still worth it. Like if I can get closer to that 60%, if I'm selling good contracts and I'm getting good deals on the buy, I mean, it makes the purchase a little more important in this scenario. I think uh, that we're not buying wholesale because if we're, if we're buying wholesale, we're doubling our money. And then if we're selling that contract for half our money, we're just spinning our wheels for no reason. So, um, I don't think it'll work f to do that for properties we're purchasing wholesale. I'm just kind of, you know, thinking out loud at this point, but so if we get a high enough return and we're buying at the right price, I imagine it's still, it's still a viable option and that we could still scale, um, quicker than if we were just building up our notes, but that's, I have to run through the numbers to figure out if that's true or not. Um, but that, I mean, at the moment I thought that we might be able to get somewhere in the vicinity of 80% of our contracts back. I was pretty excited because <laughs> if we, like I said, if we have those, all those things in place where we've got a guy with, I don't know how many of those 200 and he had 267 originally and he's been bundling them out in 20 property lots and then selling them that way. But he's been doing it for a couple months now, I think. And so for all I know, he's got 50 left or something. I, I don't know. He could have still more than 200 or he could have 50. But if we have that, an easy way to get property for half off that we can just go back to. And we've got someone with deep pockets. Well, first off, that's that's good enough in and of itself. But if we've got that third lever in there where you can take those notes that you're creating and sell them and get your cash back out and you can get anywhere near that 80% I was hoping for, which it sounds like might not be possible, but that's just adding our own fuel back to the fire. I mean, everybody gets paid quicker that way and can reinvest that way and money loves speed and the quicker you can turn that over, the quicker you're going to grow your business and that would be very exciting. So I got to talk to this guy today and see what he says about it. See if it sounds like the numbers I was, I was hoping for might be somewhat unrealistic for this industry, but I'll find out for sure. And so, I mean, right now, I mean, just to give you guys a few more updates with where we are. So we're doing that five lot deal with a new third party. So, which basically that means I'm going to get 25% of the profit. My partner is going to get 25% of the profit and this guy's going to get half of the profit. Um, and that is not ideal for me unless we're going to start doing more expensive properties. Cause it's one, I don't want to do four times as much work to do, to make the same amount of money. And two, I don't know how scalable that is how quickly that's going to grow and um support my monthly cash flow so that's not ideal for me unless we start targeting more expensive properties instead of targeting one thousand dollar properties to sell for four four thousand dollars then we're going to have to start targeting 
five thousand dollar properties, you know, four or five thousand dollar properties to sell for sixteen or twenty thousand uh, dollars, then then it's worth it's worth it to me. But I mean, if we really get rolling with this guy, we might I don't know we could ne- renegotiate down the road where it's thirty, you know, one third, one third, one third. It, a lot of things it's kind of up in the air because this is a new guy so i've got things worked out well with my current partner and we're kind of floating along i mean we've got bumps on the road here and there and things we need to iron out but we'll see how it works with this new guy we'll see how note selling works i might be nothing could be something we decide against i don't know but it's it's another it's another factor to take into consideration that I mean because at this point my partner and I have talked a few times we haven't talked about this recently but like we wanted to be at around five thousand dollar cash flowing by the end of the year and I don't know if when he said that he means per person or if that's he just meant for our business either either one I mean we're not there yet so uh I think my total cash flow for everything for for mine plus ours together is right around it's like 4500 or something like that so but i mean with with a another injection of cash we can grow it pretty quickly but then again we're cutting into our profits by 50 percent. so it's a lot of number (laughs) working to figure out what is the best move but along the way we're still learning and growing new things uh, as individuals and as business owners and in the land business and um marketing advertising all that stuff like we're growing along the way and meeting new people and being exposed to new ideas so even if each thing we look into and try doesn't work we're still growing and gaining knowledge and our business is getting more efficient and better and uh, meeting you know people with more diverse skill sets and that bring different things to the game and so it's it's worth looking into Every little, I mean, not every little thing, of course, but um, it just seems like the way it's happened for me is like when I need something in my business that maybe I don't even see I need, and if I don't go looking for it, it comes and finds me, which is really great. I mean, that's how that's how I found my partner, and that's how I got introduced to this note selling idea. So I think if we do it right, it's it's obviously there's a way to do it even probably with the numbers that i just described that 40 to 60 percent that will benefit us in a big way if we can figure out the right way to do it and so that warrants probably a lot of conversations and probably some trial and error and who knows but we're open to it and if if it works for us we'll talk about it on here and let you guys know how it goes but right now there's a lot of things in the air for us and it's really exciting and Liz is doing her thing with her new business that uh, we'll update you guys on pretty soon I'm sure but that's where we are um, in lieu of a quarter review quarterly review or anything like that Th- those are the things I've been kind of not bringing up because I didn't want to get into the whole thing so today is getting into the whole thing and um, so yeah, share share your if you have any insight into any of this stuff, any of this stuff that I don't know about or that I didn't mention or you have questions, let me know. 
I'd be happy to try to answer them, but like I said, I don't, <laughs> I'm just learning about it myself. So my answers might not be what you're looking for, but happy to discuss it. So i um, sorry for the late episode. I anticipate we'll be back on Monday. So uh, have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.